everybody. Welcome to another sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And Joni says always to the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Back after two weeks. Back after two weeks. Yeah, we actually recorded an episode last week. It is now officially a lost episode because the audio equipment didn't work. Oh, it's that's going to go up in value voices. so much. Oh, yeah. No, again, when our robot overlords take over, I think they're going to they're going to look back on that as yeah. one of the best pieces of comedy they've ever The audio heard. all went for 40 <laughs> minutes. Pretty good jokes. Pretty good jokes. Uh, so, hey, Phil. Yeah. Did you catch any games this week? I did. Boom! I Not caught. the premise of the podcast, but... but, but, but no, I'm a yeah. sports outsider, so it's very rare for me to catch yeah. a game. But I saw the end of the Clemson-Alabama game. Yeah, the national championship. Yeah, and Clemson... Hell of a Spoiler game alert! Clemson won! <laughs> yes, yeah, he did a little tippy-toe right into that end zone. Uh, yeah, they changed leads like three times in the last... If you were going to catch the end of one game all year, that might wind up being the one to catch. I heard so that it was the best game ever from a lot of people, so I Ooh. feel like I'm good. What, when you, when you see a game that. like okay. that as a sports outsider, what are, your, what are your feelings? What are you thinking about? So I watched the end of it, right. and uh, somebody who I was there with said, oh, uh, Clemson was supposed to lose. Was it Lehman? Yeah, it was Lehman. Uh, and I went... Oh, they won. That's good. I like the underdog winning. And that was it. That's what I felt. I felt, oh. I kept uh, going I kept uh, going back and how forth. about like, that? Every time a team took the lead, I was like, yeah, I'm rooting for that team now. Uh, like, I, I really. Fair I was, weather fan. Yeah. Fair weather fan. I was right down the road. I was like, I'd, love, I'd yeah. love to see Alabama be that dominant. Like, that'd be right, pretty cool to see. Story. But then also, like, it'd be great to see Clemson. But then Dabo Sweeney shooting his mouth off well, i feel like that's a little harsh yeah his, his name is dabo he's shooting his Give mouth a break. he was homeless in high school he was a walk-on at florida state and now he's a national champion joel no, that's that's great but he'd had that whole thing where he was insistent that the acc is the best conference in college football i was like whoa is it no, no probably it's not. definitely it's prove maybe it. it's maybe the third best conference prove in college it well football. it's gonna be difficult to prove but today on the show today speaking of national championship yep we we, Start with the sound check. Check we, sound. No, we, okay, we did the sound check. Okay, this is recording. Yep. We, we have Larry Culpepper. Hey. Oh. The Dr. Pepper stadium vendor who invented the college football playoffs. So maybe we can get his thoughts he must on be the championship. Because if I'm led to believe the college football championship's been around a while. Well, no, the, but the playoff has been around three years. Oh, okay. So he invented that. Yes. I buy yeah. it. So, yeah, he, he's going to come on, talk to us about the game, probably, which was pretty spectacular. Got us. Yeah. Right? And, and uh, I kind of just want to, like, get get in there. How do he do it? How do he come up with the playoff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, Well, because a lot of other sports have a playoff. He probably was just ripping that idea right from other people. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll ask that yeah. when he's here. Well, Please I'll do. I'll bring that up. Because I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat a burrito in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I eat my burritos. It's more satisfying in a corner. And the World Cup expanded from 32 teams to 48 teams. Whoa, oh, yeah, that's a, very, a 50% growth. Very excited guy sitting yes. in the waiting room right now. Uh, Igor uh, Ilyanov. No, this is a soccer hooligan, like a soccer, it's an Estonian a, 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 soccer Estonian hooligan. Estonian soccer fan is very excited Ooh. at the prospects of his country potentially making the World Cup. And his now. name is Igor Ilyanov? Igor Ilyanov. And they're, well, they're thinking because of the 16 extra teams, there's a lot of teams every year, like in Estonia, yeah. that just misses the cut for the World Cup. In the future, a team like Estonia would gonna make have it. have a chance. So he's going to come on, talk a little Estonian soccer. Nice. Did you know that Estonia is also the country uh, that they said 
that the guy from uh, Encino Man was from when he was an exchange student. Why the fuck would you bring that up, Phil? Because that's what I know about Estonia. You... We're about to learn all sorts of real, true, wonderful facts that about Estonia. That is a real fact. A real fact Estonian. is a real movie, so it's a real fact. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel today. I'm always happy when we have one of these now because it means that he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. It's NFL playoffs time. Yeah. And people often wonder, what the players from the teams uh, not in the playoffs do this time of year? Chill. Yeah, they, they, they say to themselves, what do the Lions and the 29 <laughs> other NFL teams do during the Super Bowl? Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, any guesses on what not NFL quarterback Johnny Manziel is doing? For the Super Bowl? For the Super Bowl? Getting drunk. Well, cocaine. Like, I would say, how about then for the lead drunk. up to the Super Bowl? More? Oh, getting drunk. Super Bowl Saturday. Johnny Manziel to appear at Stadium Signatures at the Katie Mills Shopping Center in Katie, Texas. Wow. Katie, Katie that's the name of the city. Ah, uh, K-A-T-Y? Yes. All appearances. Yes. Fucking fantastic didn't he make enough money in college that he doesn't have to do stuff like this well. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> phil you're making a joke because college athletes are amateurs and so when you make a joke like that oh come on they're not that bad <laughs> <laughs> johnny manziel next month will make his first announced promotional appearance since leaving the nfl ah. the uh, 2012 heisman trophy winner was cut by the cleveland browns last march and currently works as a tmz story <laughs> he will be signed. He, yeah, he's not a bad gig. He will be signing autographs at two memorabilia shops in Texas malls during the Super Bowl week. Uh, this move, uh, as it's known to the IRS, is him entering the Pete Rose phase of his career. <laughs> ah. That's signing memorabilia and not reporting it on your taxes. Uh oh, that comes back to bite you. You'd think that he would have done this prior to the the college football national championship. Well, he did. He got in a little trouble for that, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, he did sign some stuff. Are you being facetious? I can't tell if you're doing... I, I did not hear about No, this. he briefly got in trouble, I believe, for signing some stuff in between his Heisman year and, like, the following year. Oh, no, no, no. But I, I mean, like, like if he was going to do this, he should have done it, like, on Sunday as a lead-up to the college game. Oh. As a reminder of his illustrious college career, not the Saturday before the Super Bowl, as a reminder of his abject and oh, utter failure yeah. as a professional quarterback. Uh, Zuta Lors. <laughs> zoot zoot is zoot yeah. Yeah. Uh, the price is $99 for any item signed another, rip off another, for an <laughs> autograph it takes them two seconds Any, but it's any item Phil yeah, so you have to bring your own item from home oh. but Phil if he croaks the value goes up yeah another 29 bucks he'll write an inscription there like Johnny Football or stay cool and have a great summer there we go <laughs> 99 bucks to take a professional photo with Manzel, or if you want to cut out the middleman, 50 bucks to take a selfie with your own phone. There we go. $50 for a selfie with Johnny Manzel. Or, so, or if you phone. have good foot speed, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, it gets even better because this article doesn't mention the secret menu. Oh, oh that oh. is animal style. Oh, yeah. Shotgun a tall boy of Lone Star. Five dollars. Jo Johnny provides the beer. I believe it. He already has it in the desk. <laughs> Lukewarm shot of Burnett's blue raspberry vodka. Ten dollars. Johnny provides the Burnett's. <laughs> already has it. There's a note here that just says chilled. Just ask. There we go. <laughs> Snort cocaine off a stripper. Johnny provides the coke. You must pay for the stripper's travel expenses. Oh, oh. Again, buy local. 
Yeah. Buy locally, I, think I globally. I don't know who pays the stripper in this, but apparently you pay the travel expenses. He does the coke. He has, a, you know. He's well, an ex-football player. It's great the stripper just for comes. The stripper. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the store manager said uh, she has received plenty of interest in the signing from a variety of demographics, ranging from Anheuser-Busch reps to Miller Coors reps. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Texas A&M fans. Well, Aggie, Aggie world. Well, she does go. She does go. We've gotten calls from younger fans, A&M fans, people who are Heisman Trophy collectors. That's that, That's she's naming. Oh, Hold oh, the yeah. phone. Yeah. Heisman Trophy collectors? That's what that's what I thought there could only be one. Yeah, but you know, per year, I guess. I mean, Johnny Menzel might be approaching the point where he's going to need to sell his Heisman Trophy. Oh, you want to be, be on some sad. Sh- some shady dude in Vegas has OJ's. Oh, that's yeah, true. Right? Yeah, but he had or to earn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, store manager also says that Manzel won't sign anything that isn't universally thought of as, quote, appropriate. Mm. Uh, I see. Unless that person orders from the secret menu. There we go. <laughs> Universally thought of as appropriate. Yeah, that's what she said. So if it's just thinks him is... thought of as appropriate, like like the Taliban doesn't approve of any sports. <laughs> <laughs> now this article notes very sadly there's a fairly large contingent of people who collect signatures from Heisman winners, and Manzel's fading from the public eye made him a nearly impossible get in the past year. Mm. Ah, he hasn't signed autographs in a public so way. So he's in like, like two a years. shiny in Pokemon parlance. I, Maybe that sentence made me so sad. I am a Pokemon insider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his uh, father, uh, Mr. Manzel, Mr. Football, uh, told the Dallas Morning News last February that if his son didn't get help, he feared he wouldn't live to his 24th birthday, mm. which Manzel celebrated just last last month. Boom. With a Snapchat story in three parts. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking it down to Snapchat. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update, brought to you by... Manziel's, get one signed at the mall this week. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Aaron Hernandez's tattoos can and will be used against him in the court of law. Ooh. Uh-oh, Miranda writes in tattoo form. Does he have a list of names with some of them crossed out? <laughs> Ish. Okay. Uh-oh. Subheadline, would the uh, defendant approach the bench to show off some killer tats? Always. Literally. Uh, the news story, this news story requires a quick primer. Okay? So, Urban Meyer trained killer Aaron Hernandez <laughs> is currently uh, serving a life sentence for killing Odin Lloyd... Mm-hmm. That was the brother of his, uh, fi- or the, uh, sorry, the f- boyfriend of his fiancee's sister. Yeah, I butchered yeah. that. The boyfriend of his fiancee's sister. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, However. You got through boyfriend versus fiancee, and it's like, well, that's understandable. Yeah, I'm almost yeah. there. I'm I would be there. mad, too. Yeah. Um, Urban Meyer train killer Aaron Hernandez currently uh, serving life sentence for killing Odin Lloyd in 2013. However, he's now on trial for a double murder that occurred in Boston in 2012. And it was uh, highly uh, thought that Odin Lloyd's knowledge of this double murder is what led to his death. Okay. You know what they say? It's not the double murder that gets you. It's, it's the murder it's cover-up. It's the cover-up murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also of note, uh, in, in 2013, unrelated to any of those deaths, Aaron Hernandez shot a friend in the face. The guy Whoa. survived. He's also... <laughs> 
get this a star witness in this double murder trial <laughs> sure can he can he still see so yeah no or, he's, he's or rather is he get it the Dick last Cheney thing friend? that he saw is the one thing that he needs to talk no, this about. is well this was after the fact this is okay. unrelated to that event he got in a fight with his friend and it just proves the old the old children's ditty the old playground uh, rhyme is true if you don't want your friends to testify against you don't shoot them in the face yeah yeah well, it seems like he probably intended to shoot him in the face in a way that would kill him. Right. He Yes, he left him for dead after he shot him in the face and was surprised to learn that he survived. So what? Aren't we? How did he survive? Did he... I mean... Did, you know what? That was all the primer, his face with napkins. That was all of that was the primer. We're now to the news story. Aaron Hernandez is pretty damn tatted up. And some prosecutor must have watched a bit of NBC drama Blindspot now in its sophomore season. Sure. <laughs> And he decides to take a closer look at the tattoos, at the sweet gun tattoos he has. Woof. And introduce them as evidence. You see, prosecutors believe the ex-NFL star memorialized the two violent incidents, including the double murder, by getting the weapons he used tattooed on his body. Ah, boo. Wow. In the murder case, prosecutors believe the killer fired five shots from a revolver and believe it's no coincidence that Aaron went out and got a tat of a revolver with five bullets along with the word God forgives written in reverse. So he can wow. see it in a mirror and it's forward. I think that, that means the, in- the tattoos for him. Oh, I thought that was like, sounds like it's Sneffengorf a reminder. dog. <laughs> 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 like he was trying to do like the twin peaks dream sequence. Yeah. Uh, Deep cut Joel. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, You're I've watching PBS in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. So prosecutors say that during for the double murder, uh, Hernandez became enraged after one of the men accidentally bumped into him at a Boston nightclub and caused him to sp- fill, uh, spill his drink. Ooh, I hate that. For this, prosecutors point to the tattoo uh, next to the revolver of an off-kilter martini glass that's spilling its contents. No, wow. I'm kidding. I, I, that, that's <laughs> oh, I was fake. That's say, not this real is, news. This is turning into <laughs> Moana all of a sudden. Uh, Have no, the- you seen the Pixar film Moana? No, I haven't. So the Rock's character, his tattoos come to life and memorialize different adventurous, heroic oh. feats he had. Well, the other tattoo in Aaron Hernandez is just another gun. Mm. Oh, okay. That's and, it's, and it's a semi-automatic pistol uh, with one spent shell casing that commemorates the time he shot the guy in the face and left him for dead. Sure. Because mm. he shot him in the face with a semi-automatic pistol. The other murder was done with a revolver. Both guns are on him. Okay. Hindsight's twenty twenty now. Yeah. Okay. Now I look like an idiot for getting these tattoos. Right. But had I never been picked up on this murder charge, no one would blink twice at my two sweet gun tattoos. Yeah, and it's very strange that he also had a picture of a dead woman, a shovel, <laughs> and then a map of his backyard with an X over a part. Uh, it's all starting to make sense now. So, uh, Do you have any designs that have like a bag of lime in them? <laughs> uh, Aaron Hernandez's lawyers argues that tats should not be admissible, claiming it was rank speculation <laughs> before turning to those in attendance shrugging and saying you think you've had a bad day pulling in his collar uh judge jeffrey Locke denied the defense request to exclude the tattoos as evidence the defendant's conduct in ordering and in obtaining these tattoos could be viewed as constituting an implied admission or as evidence reflecting consciousness of guilt hmm. the judge wrote in his ruling yes agreed uh, Hernandez had pleaded not guilty to the double killings, which feels immaterial now after reading what the judge said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, so, however, you want to hear some sick judicial trolling 
Ooh, ooh, do yeah. I? There's not enough of that. We okay. live in troll world now. Okay, so the judge ruled the tattoos cannot uh, or can be entered as evidence, right? Mm-hmm. But same day, he also ruled that prosecutors will not be able to tell the jury about Hernandez's conviction in his first murder trial. <laughs> because that could prejudice the jury against them. <laughs> sure. Him. Sorry. So he just has to point at the tattoos and go, huh? Huh? No, he'll he'll tell him about the tattoo and be like, yeah, I see the five bullets. And then, I don't know, there's this other gun tattoo. Wonder what that's about. Right. I still think that it's a very strong case, and I hope that the guy stays in prison. His murder conviction might bias the jury against him. It is true. I agree with the judge. It's still hilarious. (laughs) I mean, tragic, but also kind of hilarious. Not so hilarious for Captain (laughs) No-Face. Joining us now on the podcast is uh, Dr. Pepper, uh, salesman and uh, college football playoff Inventor and enthusiast, Larry Culpepper. Let's go, Dr. Pepper here. Oh, hey. Let's go, Dr. Pepper here. Got the ice cold Dr. Pepper. Let's go, Dr. Pepper here. Yeah. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. How are you doing? Yeah. Oh, we're great. Oh, I'm doing great, too. Thanks for coming. I'm just sitting here. I decided to come to this podcast and see if I could sell two more. Let's go, Dr. Pepper's here. Well, actually, I, w- I will say we're in the studio. I'm, it's pretty hot. I, I would love. All uh, right, here yeah. you go. I was gonna uh, pop go. down to the vending machine. Ah, uh, you don't have to pop down to the vending machine. Oh, I got a free pour of cups pepper. with uh, straws and, Dr. and everything. Pepper. Yeah. Yep. Do you, there you go. Do you have squirt? What the? Why would he have <laughs> squirt, Joel? He's a Dr. Pepper sale. Look, Le- I, 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 I will pepper. say, I will say, <laughs> I should, I should uh, have more varieties, but I'm just so in love with ice cold Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that I, yeah. that's well, all I got. I gotta tell you, Joel and I watch a ton of college football, so we've seen a lot. So you've of seen you my at, invention. Yeah. The, yes, the college yep. playoffs. The college football playoffs. I invented it. I did not register that trademark, and I'm still regretting it to this day. But we, we've oh. seen, but we've seen you in a lot of commercials for Dr. Pepper. Oh yeah, and it's always kind of very entertaining to to see you, uh, you know, being this goofy character, you know, where you kind of dress up like a Dr. Pepper salesman. And well, you got... I really appreciate that you check out my mini documentaries that are airing during <laughs> the commercial breaks. Uh, it's always great Wait, for uh, I'm sorry. Fans. You, you, you said First mini- of all, I mean, documentary mi- shorts, I think, would be the appropriate phrase. But That's what we're hoping in the Academy Awards. <laughs> if we were to be categorized, we're hoping to get Wait, documentary shorts. I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're commercials, though. Yeah, they yeah. are. Dr. Pepper licensed the documentaries made about me, uh, decided to cut them up in really funny ways, and, uh, re- and really d- do a, an in-depth look at Larry Culpepper and sell it as ice cold Dr. Pepper. Am I, a, am I to understand that you're actually a, a, a stadium Dr. Pepper vendor? I am. I have, I've been a stadium Dr. Pepper vendor my entire life. Um, also an amateur inventor until I just invented the well, college football well, playoffs. What and, stadium uh, do you do, like, employs yeah. you? Who are you working for? You know for what? When whenever, you whenever a game is going on, I try to make it because, you know, got to make those Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. So wait, are you not employed by a stadium then? I am not employed by a stadium. I am a freelance Dr. Pepper salesman. Uh, I generally, so this is the way I go, right? I got into it at a very young age. I go buy a ticket for the game. You buy buy a ticket for a game? Go buy a ticket to the game. Don't even use the seat. I say whoever wants to can sit down in the seat. I've got work to do, and I bring in my trade Dr. Peppers, and I walk in with it, I walk up and down the aisles going, I stole Dr. Pepper here. You bring, I stole Dr. Pepper here. You bring in your own Dr. Pepper? Bring in my own Dr. I, first I of all, I pour them into cups. I yeah. put on the lids, and I put in the straws, because nobody just wants so a can. It doesn't look special. Not, it's not a fountain Dr. Pepper. No, it's not a fountain it's Dr. Pepper. Hearing. So I go in, and if I sell enough Dr. Peppers, make a little bit of scratch, right? Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just 
There's no re-entry allowed. I can't imagine you can make enough money selling a single tray of Dr. Peppers well, wait, well, to, to make wait. up the cost there's a of huge, the ticket. There's a huge markup on these items. So, how much Larry, how much are you charging? Of course, yeah. I mean, I, so Dr. Pepper for a 12, uh, no, for a, for a liter, two liter, that's the word I was looking for, for a two liter of Dr. Pepper, uh, when you get it on sale, 99 cents. Okay. You get a good 99 cent one. Out of that, you can get four cups, okay. right? So uh, then I sell them for fifty cents a piece. <laughs> Bingo, mango. Larry, Larry. Double, double my profits. Well, after the lids and the cups, I think then you it's could, you more sell like it for a lot more, a little bit more. So I make maybe a quarter after that, but then I have to buy the ticket to the game. So then sometimes I make money, sometimes I lose money. If I sell enough, I make money. It's great. How deal. do you sell enough though? You can't, you can't leave the stadium and come back. You'd have to get another ticket. Uh, that's the that's the crazy thing about it though. I have now become so famous for my mini documentaries. People bring, people sneak in Dr. Pepper's for me so I can keep refilling. Oh, that's I have really lots nice. of people who bring in two liters for me. So and then all I have to do is bring in cups. I put them under my hat. Your profit margin is a, a quarter, a quarter per sale. Quarter per sale, yep. And, and then a, and if a, I outsell the amount I spent on the ticket, even, even, I scold Dr. Money here. <laughs> that's a little play on terms. Yeah, even, even the cheapest college football tickets, at least 20 bucks. I, w- I, I just, oh, are you making, you sell 80 how, Dr. how, how can you possibly make that much? Oh, but money. I am. I'm making, I'm making RV money. Like, you, I, have you seen I, my RV? Seen, the seen tailgate, RV 2000, the tailgate 2000. Tailgate 2000. Yep. Nice. I made a, yep. I got that one. I got it. Uh, I got it uh, from, uh, I got it used. It only took me 20 years to sell Dr. Pepper to save up for it. Now I have a place to sleep that is not in the basement of a shelter. <laughs> Which is pretty great. It's is, comfy, cozy. I can put good. I can put objects inside of it and so, not so, have I'm them sorry, stolen what, by crackheads. What What do you do? What do you do during the off season? During the off season, I'm strategizing. You, I'm sorry, I'm strategizing for the upcoming season. So like, what's What's your other job? You obviously don't just work weekends in football season, making twenty five cents at Dr Pepper. That'd make your annual income. I'm like- practicing my call. I scold Dr Pepper. Here. You don't just make that up. You can't just get some guy on a podcast to do an impression. <laughs> That's a, a well. That that is a developed call. I feel like I could do it. Okay. I scold Dr Pepper. Here. Not even no, close. That wasn't even, even very loud. I scold Dr Pepper. Here. I scold Dr Pepper. Here. I go, Dr. Pepper. I go, Dr. Pepper. Not even close. See, no, because Larry Cole Pepper, you're saying it, I feel like, louder and enunciating. There a bit more. we go. You That's do, the one it is I something that you have bit, to, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, so you, this is all you do. This is all I well, No, this is the other great Why thing. Now, I've, got, I've gotten this? so popular from my mini documentaries, which, by the way, Dr. Pepper, they don't even charge me to have them on those commercial breaks. But wait, 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 wait. You they don't even charge me for it. It's free promotion no, 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 no. for and my I, Dr. Pepper sales business. Larry, for a nationally running commercial that's on that often, you should have made millions. You'd oh, think they'd be paying no, you. No, they give it to me for free. You don't understand. Do you know how much it would cost if I bought an ad during the Super Bowl? It would be very expensive. It, it would cost me expensive. 4 million Dr. Peppers for 30 seconds <laughs> at 25 cents a piece. Well, yeah, but... But again, but instead I get it for free. And like you said, it's almost every commercial break. Now people recognize me. They want to take pictures with me. My uh, my estranged daughter is talking to me again. It's great. <laughs> and I feel like they take a picture with you. They probably buy a Dr. Pepper. They probably sometimes they do. Sometimes they just say thanks, and I appreciate no, either Larry, one. Larry, the royalties from these. No, commercials you don't understand. Were- my my daughter Mary Culpepper, who I have not <laughs> seen in many many years, finally found me. She finally found me because of this, and she went, Papa. I'm so I'm so happy to see that you're making something in your life. I decided to stop talking to you because I thought it was really sad. 
And now I realize what you were going for. You're famous now. And I go, I scold Dr. Bob here. Sorry, honey, I'm working. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's really heartwarming, Larry. I'm yeah. so glad. I'm so Is glad. Is it, Jordan, heartwarming? Is yeah, everything's going my way. Got in touch with his daughter because finally all the uh, freelance ignored, Dr. Pepper selling. He her to continue selling Dr. Peppers. Well, if he was Which working. he's doing at a higher rate now because I'm gonna talk to he her after the game. screwed out of millions of dollars I didn't by get Dr. screwed Pepper. out of nothing. Look, I didn't get screwed out. Joel, if uh, I'll give you an example. Saturday Night Live calls. They yeah. say, Joel, we want you to host Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You're attempting to be a comedian, so you say, sure. <laughs> if they say, hey, we aren't, we're not going to pay you. You got to pay for your own plane ticket. You do it, right? Yeah. This is my Saturday Night Live. This is totally I invented the college payoffs. They didn't charge me for that either. They even let me take credit for it. I would probably, based on my hosting, be able to get other comedy gigs that would actually pay money. You're just still selling Dr. Pepper. Selling Dr. Pepper pays money. I feel like I'm talking in circles right now. A salesman sells. A salesman sells. That's what, that's, I got Dr. Pepper running through my veins. That's called Dr. Pepper here. Razor thin profit margins. Joel, I'm not a businessman. I'm just a, I'm (laughs) just a down home boy. I'm just a down-home boy who is just in love with this fizzy sugar drink, and I just want to share it with the world and maybe make a couple okay. of quarters well, on I, the side. I was actually oh, thank about you to ask so much. If, if you wanted to talk about your diabetes. Asco, Dr. Babbitt. Oh, Larry, it's great to have you on. Ah, it's it was- a pleasure to be here. I'd love to come back sometime. Can I park my RV out front? You know, actually, they have very strict laws in this neighborhood. Yeah, we're about really not. So, to, please, really, please no vehicles over that. 12 feet. That's long. totally fine. I've got to go drive all night so that I can hopefully find another uh, Little League game that might be playing. Joining us now on the podcast is a self proclaimed Estonian soccer hooligan. Oh, not hooligan. Soccer fan. Aficionado. Enthusiast. Of, of okay, football. but like a super fan. Super fan. Super duper fan. So excited to be here. Such a large and luxurious studio. Oh, thank you very Look much. Around. What do we call you, Ily Ilovich? Ily- no, Igor. Igor. You can just Ily- call Igor. me Igor. Igor. I okay. go by, and you can go Iggy if you want. All right, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. My friends call me Iggy, and today everyone is my friend because <laughs> mighty uh, Estonian soccer tradition uh, finally has chance to to show world. Uh, the greatness of Estonian soccer. That's great. Your English is fantastic. It, it is. I worked very hard to learn this. I had hoped to emigrate to America as a small child. It did not It did not work out. No, I have remained in Estonia where I have worked in iron mines since I was seven. Oh, well, that's a good job. <laughs> <laughs> now that the World Cup has expanded... Teams like Estonia that are usually on the outside looking in will have a better chance. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is so this is so wonderful because I feel like no one understands the grand Estonian uh, soccer tradition. I did okay? not know Estonia no. had. I thought Estonia oh, was only known that is only... for being the country that Linkovich Chikmowski from Encino Man said that he came from. I'm not familiar. Estonia Man? Yeah. Not familiar with film, as you described. All right. Uh, well, you, you'd we'll enjoy it. it. It's a Brendan Fraser, Polly yeah. Shore vehicle. Yeah. And okay. Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> I have seen Polly Shore's first movie. came out last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, Estonia's yeah. a little oh, behind on the okay. entertainment industry. Right, yeah. but okay, so you're like the president, though, of like Team Estonia yeah, FC fan club. President of Team Estonia club. fan club, absolutely. Wow. And, and that's why I want to see. Here's the thing. Elitist World Cup over the years has prevented so many wonderful countries from 
from getting their chance to be out in the sun and the daylight. We do not get very much sun in Estonia. That's not correct. In the mines, yeah. Looking very much forward to Qatar, where I'm told there is lots of sun. Sometimes yeah. too much. Sun to a fault. Seems seems impossible to be too much sun. Okay. I mean, there's a lot. I am. A lot of I am sun. in mine for 14 hours a day. So. So I don't <laughs> see a lot of sun. When do you have time to just adore the soccer team? Then pretty much all of the time, I am not in the mine. Okay, so that's let's, great. Let's hear some of these traditions though yeah, that are yeah. like rich in okay, culture. Well, well, first thing, first tradition is that because there is no television in Estonia. Okay, only people who have been to game have actually seen game, okay? So that is why in the mine the next day, all right, we act out... Uh, what happened the night before? Oh, it's like in the, the fine game. oral yeah. tradition of yesteryear. Yeah, absolutely. They because stand in front of the fire and they act yeah, out the because, buffalo uh, hunt. Because we are oh. not allowed to have lights in mine. Okay, not yeah, uh, cuts the into because of the uh, profit margins. Sure. So they have to describe. Okay, so so the narrative capacity of Estonian soccer fans is very wonderful. They provide vivid details <laughs> like color of grass and ball bouncing about. That's great. But wow. doesn't feel like a tradition proper. Right. I want to hear the okay. tradition. Right. Well, the for tradition. instance, have you seen how New Zealand All Blacks do funny dance before their games of hand, hand oh, soccer? Oh, yeah. They do the Maori kind yeah. of like. Oh, uh, like the Maori tribesmen go, hup, hup. Yeah, it's about hup. intimidation. And yeah. they put Elka-Seltzer's in their mouth so they foam. Yeah. <laughs> Similar tradition, okay, in Estonian soccer, except what we do is variation on... Uh, a Mongol strategy of pretending to retreat to draw in attackers. Okay, we take the field, we see the other team, we scream at the top of our lungs and run to the locker room. Okay, we go, ah, ah, and we flee the field and we let them go ahead and start the game without us out there. Ah, and then we rush back on at the last minute. false sense of security so they yeah. think they can go out easy We lull them in and then we rush back out there and this time we are, we are brandishing cantaloupes over our heads. Okay, which that's got to be a foul. Which we or... fling into the stands at the opposing fans and say, "Melon." It doesn't feel like very Eastern European to me. A eh? like oh, a melon fruit. We, yeah. we 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 spend a lot of money on the cantaloupes. Usually, the entire cantaloupe uh, imports uh, taken up by flinging into stands before soccer that's games. That's fun. It's not that different than the uh, Detroit Red Wings through octopuses, right? Yeah, and this Octopi- is, but they're throwing at the fans, yeah. correct? Yeah, in, into the stand at oh, the opposing so if, fans. If I'm so. in a, oh, at the opposing fans. I have I have never tasted cantaloupe. But if I'm an opposing fan and a, and a melon comes at me, if I catch it, can I keep it? Is that like a fun tradition? Like Yeah, frequently that's exactly what happens. The I surprise uh, of the melons being flung. This is why it's exciting to be in World Cup. New teams, new fans, they will not be catching Ooh. and keeping our cantaloupes. Well, cantaloupes will land and splatter all about them. Sure. Let's talk about chances. So they expanded the team by another 16 teams. Where out of 48 worldwide does Estonia generally rank? About 200 countries, right? Yeah, about 200 countries. Estonia currently ranks 215, okay? So worse than the amount of countries. (laughs) Absolutely. But again, by expanding, we would only have to move ourselves up about 150 spots. And then we are closer. Well, yes, absolutely. Before Hmm. it was like 166 spots. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. And that's way it's too really tough. unbearable. Yeah. But I also, mean, that's like the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. Yeah. Well, they did. And much like Estonia, similar lack of championships. Okay. 
So I believe it. Outside of the gameplay, uh, where they the whole Mongol retreat and then psych out strategy. Yeah, what sort of fun fan stuff? If I go to a Estonia yeah. game, like, am I doing the wave? Is there like a call? Is there a chance? Oh, yes, we have so many wonderful you know, things. Okay, so is there, like a scoreboard race. You for know, instance, for Man. instance, okay, when when uh, when when the uh, when the other team's goalie walks onto the field. All of Estonian fans stand up in unison and cry out, "Your mother is a Latvian whore." Okay, which is that's uh, pretty in your face. Of course, that's... classic insult. Uh, which obviously, if your mother is a whore, she is probably making much more money than if your mother is a is iron worker. Okay, <laughs> and, and you're pretty happy about that. But Latvian, oh no, <laughs> yeah. no good. So it's it's like a one two there, okay? You go whore. That sounds okay. Latvian. Oh no. Oh, I imagine when you play Latvia, then it must be a pretty rough game. Yes, we have very serious rivalry going with Latvia. I can imagine. Oh man, Latvia. Obviously, their biggest rival is Lithuania. Okay? Sure. Which is a little disappointing for us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, but absolutely. Uh, you know what I say. My two favorite teams are Estonia, and whoever's playing Latvia. And then, and then Finland, because Finland is the country that's the classic protector of Estonian rights. Oh, of course. I mean, didn't do so well during the USSR and all that, but no. uh, you know. They wanted to help you, but they were finished. <laughs> that is such a terrible joke. It is. That's, that's why I'm That's the sort of quiet. joke I would frequently expect from your, your collaborator, Joel Anderson. Yeah, you're a listener. That's great. You listen to Sports, Sports, Sports podcast down oh, the Iron Mines? We absolutely listen to Sports, Sports, Sports podcast down in the Iron Mines. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It must be such an honor for you to be here. That's how we check. <laughs> we check to make sure people are alive is we, we, have, we go down the line and everyone goes, Sports, 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 and we get to the end and the last person says podcast. And if, if one of the sports is not there, that person has probably inhaled toxic gases and died. Well, it's been a pleasure having you here, Igor. It's a pleasure being here. I had so much sun, a lovely, luxurious studio. I must return to the mine, uh, but go Latvia! I mean, Estonia. Oh, my God! Oh, no, they oh heard it. Go Estonia! And now it's time for another wide world of... Weird Wide world of weird sports. What's weird now? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, Robot Jockey. What? Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Robot Jockey is commonly used on camels in camel racing as a replacement for human jockeys. That actually sounds incredibly humane, and they should do that with all jockeys because those people get injured all the time. So the robot has a very large club. And just beats the <laughs> yeah. camel's ass. Exactly. As now he rides. Developed since 2004, the robotic jockeys are slowly phasing out the use of human jockeys, which, in the case of racing in Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, uh, the United Arab Emirates, and Qatar, often employs small children who reportedly suffer repeated systematic human rights abuses. What? Yeah, little, little kids oh are, my uh, gosh, I are didn't get, know. really getting hurt. And where where is this? Egypt? I'm, I'm just assuming. Uh, this is yeah. Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, and Qatar. So they have little uh, kid jockeys that they, they, that, they, that they fuck up, basically. Yeah. No, nothing so, yeah. about that is surprising. If you asked me to describe camel racing in Qatar, I'd be, well, presumably 
there's human rights violations involved. Sure. Yeah, I guess. And camel I don't think violations. they do much of anything in Qatar without violating someone's human rights. Yeah, that's uh, Joel, accurate. let's watch it. We, uh, we, this is a global podcast. Oh, sure. But, you know, I think the people in Qatar are probably aware of the fact that... Well, the robots are getting hurt, too. No. Uh, in response to the international condemnation of such abuses, the nations of Qatar and the UAE have banned the use of human jockeys in favor of robots. Well, that's interesting. I mean, they still have slaves there, but uh, but they have they have two XL riding a camel. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Yeah, well, peanut is neither a pee nor a nut. This yeah. is a country with its priorities straight. Yeah. Uh, so use of humans. Camel racing has been around for thousands of years. The sport of sheiks almost exclusively utilize small children, usually boys around the age of four, to ride direct, uh, to ride and direct the camels. Often the boys would be starved to be as light as possible. Many of the boys used for the races were often sold to race organizers or camel owners, and there was an active child slave trade for camel jockeys involving victims of kidnapping or children of destitute families who sold them into servitude. You know, for money. This oh is man, the, this all is these the pe- saddest wide world of weird sports. I hate ever. these professional athletes just complaining and complaining <laughs> about their circumstances. You get to right. be a professional camel I jockey. Know. You're a star, kid. <laughs> oh you're my star. gosh, you're the big time. Yeah, welcome. you should be. I mean, if I had a chance to be a camel jockey, and your parents get some scratch too, uh, banning of child jockeys, the UAE was the first to ban the use of children under 15 as jockeys in the sport, the popular local sport of camel racing. When Sheikh Hamdan bid Zayed Al-Nihan announced the ban on July 29th of what year? Oh, Ooh. I want it to be 2000s. I'm, I'm going to go 1987. 1987? I'm going to give you a... I want 21st century. All right. 2002. Oh, yes! my God! Yes! 2002. I was the tender age of 20 years old when they banned child slavery for camel <laughs> jockeying racing. I know we love the camel racing guys, but you know what about not starving the kids? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it sucks that they did it that late. I feel like my chance at a career as a camel jockey was gone by that point. Well, let's remember, they're, not, they're only banned in the UAE and Qatar. The Qatar, though, uh, they banned him afterwards. Uh, Sheikh Hamad bin Khalifa Al Thani. Banned child jockeys in what year, Joel? <laughs> Ooh, 2007. What year, Jordan? I'm going to go 2010. 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah, a little more Man, humane than you guys. Sheikh Hamad been banning uh, child uh, oh, jockeys. But Joel, in fairness, he directed that by 2007... All camel racing doesn't oh, well, That's what I was slavery. referring to. Well, you yeah, can't yeah. change uh, the camel jockey rules in the middle of a camel racing season. <laughs> right, exactly. you got to <laughs> yeah. give it a couple that's years. Absurd. you got to phase them in. It's yeah. like helmets in hockey. Exactly. <laughs> development and usage of robot jockeys. The government of Qatar, Qatar initiated development of the robots in the beginning of 2001. Probably watched The Terminator. Uh, <laughs> the first successful model was made in 2003 by Stanley in coordination with Rashid Ali Ibrahim from the Qatar Scientific Club. Now I'm now I'm picturing like a group of people standing around like a campfire in a post-apocalyptic like, you know, world and they're going like, "Well, how did it start? How did the robot uprising begin?" and like, "Well, they made these robots to ride camels in uh, camel racing in Qatar and that was when they became self-aware. But that, sure. that wasn't good enough for the camel owners. So they wanted to give it feeling so they could recreate the feeling of starving a child <laughs> right. with a robot. 
And then we decided to sell tickets to it, and we called it Westworld. <laughs> Have you noticed that the camel racing has lost a lot of its appeal now that we're not starving children anymore? Yeah. At the end of 2003, the design... I don't think I like camel racing. I think I like the slave trade. Okay, Joel, in fairness, I had already moved on to the next part. But that's... A, in the end of 2003, the design, with a revised analysis, was tendered to Swiss robotics team firm K-Team. Swiss were like, we will help get rid of child slavery. What robotics firm took this job? K-Team? K-Team. That's horrible. Why? They put robot jockeys on? They're, they're saving kids. Well, yes, but at the same time, the people who are hiring you to do it are the people who've been starving the children this whole time. Please they're feed me. Change, yeah. Please feed me. Please <laughs> shut feed mouth, me. Please, please feed me. You shut your dirty mouth. Uh, the initial problems faced by the design team led by Alexandre Colot uh, included the fact that camels were conditioned to the use of human jockeys. <laughs> Okay. Makes problematic. Sense. Yep, problematic. Early designs uh, confused or frightened the camels. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, dumb camels. <laughs> We're going to put a robot on your back that's going to beat you. <laughs> Don't freak out. Uh, the designs were modified to include more human-like features, including a mannequin-like face, <laughs> sunglasses, what? hats, racing silks, and even traditional perfumes used by human jockeys. So oh. like, I am a human. We're I'm wearing a talking, scarf. We're sitting here talking about all these horrible things that happened to the starved four-year-old children who were racing camels. Uh, you didn't mention that they get to wear perfume. Yeah. This sounds like a lovely day in the desert. Not too bad. Skipping ahead a little bit, but this is important. <laughs> the robots are remote controlled by operators being driven alongside the racetrack in SUVs. That's awesome. Now, Seems I hate like... to say it, but now I really want to watch a camel race. Right? And that brings it on to another wide world of Weird Sports! Sports. Oh, Joel's just the the sports child Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we're going to have uh, Estonia soccer super fan. Igor, give you our contact information. Oh, this is fantastic. I'm very excited to be doing this. Okay. If you want to uh, listen to podcasts, you go to www.soundcloud.com slash sports, the number three podcast. Now, there is only one computer in my village, so I have not done this personally, but I am assured by podcast staff that that is where you are able to get podcasts. That is correct. Absolutely. Mm, that's okay. right. Okay. If you want to use Twitter, which is, uh, I presume, some sort of bird-catching uh, device, no. okay? No, no it's not. That's a no, social network. showing your lack of knowledge in this technological area. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, like Village Pub. Yeah, only it's on computers. Okay. Village Pub on computers. That seems odd. Okay. Well, anyway, you go to... Uh, uh, it's at Sports the Number 3 Podcast, okay? And so you can, you can tweet at... Uh, tweet at... At, uh, at us okay and last one uh you're going if you want to email us it's at uh sports 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 podcast at gmail.com okay many of my uh, fellow comrades in estonia have been trying to log on to email address for sports 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 podcast.com absolutely thank you very much igor hey joel joel what's happening buddy hey not much i'm just i'm just hanging out here what, what why'd you ask me that Hey, Joel. What's... Joel! 
What's going on? Lay it on me. What do you got? Where's the big ending? Ramping up to the big finale. Oh, man. Oh, you were, you were See a little horn flare, a little horn pop and a horn flare. I don't have any I don't have any horn flare. I, I would, I, the well, music is fading up and we need a zinger. Oh. Uh, 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 boy, we really got to finish this podcast. Lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.